You're listening to the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, helping you build a better business without all the overwhelm. Today, I'm sitting down with Chrissy Benson, a former group practice owner, um, and now a writer, LMFT, and coach, or as she likes to call it, a simplicity strategist. This whole thing came about because she made uh, a Facebook post that really caught my eye. And today we're going to kind of expand on what um, what it all means to simplify your life and business um, and really Chrissy's story for doing that. But um, before we dive into that, I just want to thank our sponsors really quick, our sponsors at Spruce Health. Spruce is a HIPAA compliant, uh, all-in-one communication platform that you can use to communicate um, in a HIPAA compliant way with both your clients and internally with your team. You can take your practice on the go. You can have this, uh, you can use the phone on your app. You can get a phone number for your area. Um, It's really simple to use whether you're want to set up a new phone number or transfer an existing one. So um, you can get 20% off your first month when you download the Spruce app or if you go to sprucehealth.com to start your free trial. Just use the code PPW20 for 20% off your first month. That's PPW20 for 20% off your first month. We'll also have a link to that in the description. All right, enough about that. Let's get to our guest today. Chrissy, how's it going? Good to see you. It's going really well. It's um, just to set the stage for where I'm talking to you from in Colorado. We are in the middle of um, getting our house prepared to go on the market on Friday, um, making an offer on a home in Minnesota right now. And I'm covered in paint as I'm like (laughs) finishing up last minute things, talking to you from like a a half empty room. (laughs) But I'm excited to, uh, to talk with you about um, simplicity and business and all sorts of good stuff. Yeah, thanks for making this work. It's it's kind of apropos that you are in the middle of simplifying, <laughs> and yet sometimes to get to that simplicity, we have to go through transitions and be covered in paint and yep, absolutely. <laughs> be sleeping on uh, air mattresses at times. Um, yep. So, I, like I mentioned at the beginning, you made a Facebook post. Well, I I've I had known about you and your practice um, really probably a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And so then I saw this Facebook post of yours kind of talking about why you decided to simplify. And it really caught my eye. And I think it's super salient for therapists and business owners alike today. So maybe I'll just let you take it away and kind of um, catch me up on how you got here, a bit about your story, and now what you're doing um, to help other people simplify their lives. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so I think one of the things that I, uh, I think the uh, professionals and myself included struggle with is sometimes it's hard to let people know, like when things are actually changing and shifting, like it's easier to say afterwards, like, Hey, here's my journey, you know, and everything's all buttoned up now, but it was hard. Um, and so one of the challenges I've really put on myself over the last year, year and a half is to become more and more like real time, uh, letting people know what's going on because I think in business, especially we kind of have this, you know, view, (laughs) like, I don't know, even in the coaching world and stuff like that, it's like, we're making six figures and blah, blah, blah. But we don't really talk about the mechanics of how you got there. Mm. Like, you know, maybe crying in your car or something (laughs) on the way up to that. But anyway, so yeah, so I put a Facebook post out, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, um, because I had realized like, oh my gosh, this time last year, I owned this, you know, group practice that was, you know, doing pretty well. I had a lot of moving parts. I had, uh, maybe I think four employees at the time. Um, you know, lots of insurance contracts, uh, all the stuff that 
I think people feel like they want and that they should want. And it just had this like breaking open of like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is, this is really, um, like you get to the top of the mountain and not like I was, you know, the, the, the best ever, but you know, you get to this place and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is, this is what I thought it would be. Mm. Or, um, and I just found myself, um, un, 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 discontent. Um, and in the post I talk about how it wasn't really burnout. Like I've experienced professional burnout before. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was different. This was, um, you know, elements of that, but just this feeling of, ah, this something's not quite right. Um, and like most people, I think we kind of push that down for a while and try to push through, um, because you hear all this stuff about how you have to hustle and you have to, you know, build this thing. Um, and so, yeah. And so I, I, I did decide, you know, after a lot of soul searching to close my practice and I did so last June or July. So it's been, you know, over like six, eight months now, um, that I have not had a practice, um, and just kind of learning how like that shift in identity happened. And I didn't realize how much I was like, <laughs> you know, introducing myself like I'm Chrissy ben- Benson, you know, marriage and family therapist. I own a groom practice, blah, blah, blah. Um, and how actually sort of a, a, a painful but lovely experience it has been to kind of deconstruct that. And um, just question everything, I guess, yeah. about, about all of it. So, um, I could go on, but I don't know if that's kind of what you're thinking of. Yeah, no, this um, is a great a start. Yeah. yeah. So a couple pieces in here. One is the, you know, you re, you mentioned like the mountaintop and I think it's, it's, I think that's really relevant because everyone has a mountaintop that they're kind of aiming for. Right. So let's say as mm-hmm. a group practice, yeah. it's, you know, X amount of clinicians and usually X amount of dollars, right? Or the bigger yeah. office or whatever it is. Usually there's yeah money or growth or some idea of um, scale and kind of making it that we yeah. have set out for ourselves. And it's it's this idea of, well, it's like the carrot um, that if I just reach this point, then X, right? So if I just yeah. grow my group practice to this point, then X. And a lot of times people don't even look at what that X would be, right? Am I going to, I'm going to pay off debt or I'm going to finally work less, which is usually not the case when you grow yeah. your business. <laughs> right. Um, so what was it for you? Was there an X that kind of went along with that of like, you know, if I reach that point, then I'll finally, you know, something will change or. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I don't know. I felt like I was maybe, uh, reaching for something. And then when I got it, I wasn't as happy or, mm. um, didn't love it as much. I mean, there were a couple things that, that contributed to that you know, decision, you know, probably a million things, but, um, you know, one of the things that I, that I have learned in this journey of like working with other professionals and then my own journey is that, you know, a lot of the times there's sort of a facade, right? So, um, a lot of the times the people that we think are really successful, when you really, you know, get into the mechanics of it, they're not maybe paying themselves <laughs> or they're not, um, you know, doing the self-care or whatever the thing is that it looks like on the outside. And um, and so I just kind of became like my eyes became open. And I'm like, oh, you know, I think a lot of the people who are 
doing these things are not really maybe living the life that maybe they want. And I myself am not as well too. Um, And then another piece, I think, you know, when I thought about closing the practice and, um, you know, pausing and doing therapy is I think I also recognized that it was very isolating. Um, And, and I wasn't feeling like I was able to be myself as much as I wanted to be. And I think these things happen slowly, like in the beginning, you know, like in the professional journey, like I remember feeling like in grad school, like, oh, it's going to be so nice and cozy to like wrap this coat of uh, identity, you know, this role yeah. around myself and have that be me. Um, and it, and really it felt very good. Like a lot of the, the boundaries and things like that felt wonderful. But then, you know, I think, you know, we can evolve and change. And so, you know, I found myself not you know, having, I live in a very small town, for example, and I would run into to clients all the time. Like, so my specialty was high conflict couples, you know, and I see these people who I've had these journeys with, and then you cannot wave at them, you know, or acknowledge mm. them unless they do so first. And I get that. Right. Um, but at, for me, I started to feel like, where does, like, where does my, um, desire to sort of create deep and sort of lasting relationships fit into this other type of work. Um, and you know, I found that that wasn't necessarily working for me as a person. So like one of the joys for me now of like changing the way that I work is that, you know, if I find a cool article or something that makes me think of one of my coaching clients, I'll just shoot it to him in a Facebook message, you know, and it's not sort of this thing that maybe isn't fitting me anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so was, was part of it a, a shifting away from being a therapist to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being a coach where you have, we have fewer, um, uh, kind of limitations on how you can interact with the people you're helping? Kind of, but I think it's maybe not quite that simple because, so I, I like when I put that post up, um, you know, one of the things that I realized, uh, is that I think there's a lot of conversation in the, like in the online space right, right now about becoming a coach after becoming a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like it's just as, yeah, it's just as yucky trendy. as any other, <laughs> you know, um, thing. Yeah, it's very, it's, and it's okay, but I don't think that the, um, I don't think anything, like any particular thing is going to solve the problem. You know, like just becoming a coach and having the ability to, you know, message people or like converse with them, like that isn't the thing. So for me, the thing that like became the linchpin for all this change is this idea of what my soul really wants is something very simple and very genuine. And whether that's a coach, whether that's changing how I would do therapy, whether that's um, getting in a van and driving off into the sunset, like whatever that is, like that for me became the thing. So like doing that deep work around values and doing that deep work around intention, um, that became the thing that like helped me to make all these other decisions, if that makes sense. So so where and how did you do that deep work? Um, so I, like I did, I, I think that this work has to be done in some kind of community because professionals, like we are so full of shit (laughs) and we absolutely, (laughs) and I say this with humility because that's me, you know, like I think that, um, so I needed, so I worked with like a one-on-one coach. Um, I did some, some, some therapy work around like family of origin stuff. Um, I also did like a group coaching program. Um, and then like 
I've really done a lot of work around creating like actual friendships. So I think looking at myself, like even a couple of years ago, I don't know if I had like real friendships, you know, I had colleagues, I had all these other things, but like when I look at my, my, my life now, I definitely have people I can text and call and say, you know, other things too. So it was yeah. this process of like really allowing myself to be a person and allowing other people to like speak into that and sort of help me grow. Um, because I think sometimes the temptation too with professionals is that we want to like go into this little cave and read something and then emerge and then teach our clients that, but we, we don't really show our hearts that easily to other people. Um, so, um, you, 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 you stop and look at your daily relationships and, um, man, sometimes it boils down to, I go to, you know, I go to work, I see my therapy clients, or if you're a group practice owner, I supervise my employees or whatever, I support them. And then I, maybe I interact with other group practice owners. And sometimes that can be this kind of like, oh, who's doing what, what's your, what's your percentage split with your clinicians uh, kind of thing. (laughs) Or like, oh, you're not at six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 figures yet. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) Um, It can be a lot of that. And especially as the online business world evolves and becomes more kind of infused even to the therapy and private practice world, it can really leave you thinking like, whoa, who are my real friends or where are, you know, the relationships in my life where I can really be myself, be relaxed, be, um, be genuine. Um, I I certainly struggle with that a lot. Um, I've struggled with that over the years and um, I just think it's something that very few people are really calling out. And mm-hmm. you're calling it out. Yeah, it's it's huge. And and I think, you know, when I when, when people call and, you know, I have these kind of consult calls with people to see if we're a good fit, you know, for coaching. And I would say about half and sometimes more than half of these calls, folks aren't quite quite ready to be seen. Um, and, and it's not like they're, you know, hard hitting calls where I'm you know mm-hmm. doing a, a, a super deep dive. But I mean, I can feel the resistance because it's familiar. Like I I can relate to it. It's really hard to be seen, especially when we're often in the role of being an expert or a boss or a professional or whatever. And then, you know, it's a, it's a very scary and vulnerable thing to, you know, to have someone or several people to be able to see you as a person. Because I think one of the things that really became clear to me as I started doing that work for myself is that I, I was unfamiliar with being just a person, you know, um, I have a really good marriage. So my husband, you know, could see me as a person, he could see me ugly cry or, you know, like he knows like a lot of the the deep, dark pieces of my soul. But other than that, you know, around that time, I didn't really have very much of that. And so, but I think the thing that I've noticed is, is the more that I think therapists or really any professional, it doesn't even need to be a therapist. It could be anybody, um, the more we're able to be vulnerable with a select group of people, at least, <laughs> um, the more we're able to grow. And then I think reach a different kind of more genuine type of success, um, maybe without even changing jobs. Um, so, but that humility, like I, when I think about this, this last, you know, 12 to 18 months of, of, of my life, like it has been a deconstruction constructing painful sort of divorce of <laughs> myself yeah. and then sort of building up more genuinely. And it's not, 
it's not fun, but um, it felt like very meaningful work. And I know there's more to go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. I have a lot of questions. I'm also trying to not just make this about myself because yeah, that, that's the other part of me that's like, man, I need to, I need to get Chrissy's help <laughs> working on some alignment in my life. Um, it comes. But I think, but I think yeah, that's the, But I think that's the hard thing, like that the ego that helps us sometimes to show yeah. up with authority. Um, also is the thing that ties our hands behind our back and helps us to not move forward. You know, like if you're not seen really well, like if you're not literally seen by someone, you cannot grow and don't, I, I feel such compassion for leaders in those places and I get it. Um, but like asking for help is such a hard thing, you know? Um, and I think frankly, like if we're not, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's kind of sad actually. Mm. Like you think about it. So. It is sad. And also a lot of times we don't even know why we're chasing what we're chasing. You know, I, I, I met with a client this morning and it was like, well, I, I, so what do you want? Well, I want to make more money so that you can do what? Well, I don't, you know, be more successful. So, you know, so that you can do what if you start to follow that down right sometimes there's just nothing at the end of that Absolutely. you know that exercise yeah so that you can blank so that you can blank so that you can blank um yeah. a lot of times there's very little of substance at the end of that questioning that kind of chain of questions mm-hmm. so i've started to ask myself that a lot i've started to ask more of my more of my clients that because also sometimes the reason why we got into something like for instance, became a group practice owner is very circumstantial is very like, I don't know. I had uh, an extra office. So I, you know, so I hired a clinician, I had a bunch of referrals or I had a waiting list. So I hired a clinician and Mm -hmm. then fast forward, all of a sudden you've got, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten clinicians. You're working more than you ever have in your life. You have more issues with your relationships, your marriage, your health sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, you're also there there's this a real paradox that uh out of all the therapists that I talk to and work with and help the question of okay well what does your gross revenue look like for your group practice you know half a million dollars a year okay and what about your profit as the owner thirty thousand dollars a year yeah so you're actually making time. three times as time. much as a solo practitioner <laughs> and now you have three times as many problems three times as much liability <laughs> right yeah. you've got a yep. clinician you know, suing you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just, it, things are completely out of control. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and there's, I think there's a fair amount of shame of around admitting that, especially yeah. like in the online space. Right. Um, because, um, and it's kind of funny. So I've been in this like therapy space for a really long time. And then, you know, just this last year, I've kind of gotten in the coaching space. So I'm listening to these different conversations and it's like, um, you know, same dress, different day or whatever. <laughs> it's like, it's kind of that same thing where everyone's kind of fronting like six figures and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And where in therapy, it was kind of the same sort of thing where people are saying that kind of stuff. Um, and, and sometimes it's genuine and sometimes it's sort of like a front of, this is, this is what I think probably other people think success is. So I'm going to post about that. Um, and, 
and I don't know, I, I think there's, I think there needs to be a more of a wider conversation about the fact that we can evolve as people <laughs> and our idea of what success might be could be really mm-hmm. different. Um, so, and also, you know, there's, there's just a lot of noise right now. Yes. Um, and, and I, I'm not like necessarily like curmudgeonly about, um, yeah, you know, the internet or, mm. or anything like that, but I think we haven't, I guess maybe I'll speak for myself. Uh, it's been a learning curve for me and I'm still trying to figure it out how to use these kind of tools, this content that's constantly available, like, like to use it in a way that helps us to, um, uh, do the work that we really want to do instead of it's like drinking from a fire hose all the time. I know like Mm -hmm. when I first started being a therapist, I, you know, I signed up for everything and I, you know, you're always getting all these different ideas of what you can do and how you can do um, Facebook ads and mm-hmm. Google and and all these different things, but without a lot of the the substantive like conversation about but why, like you were just saying before, yeah. like you know, and you know, what's your ultimate goal here? What's your t- what's your what's your most strong value and and how can you use these different tools in ways that align with that? So like for my for me, simplicity has become the strongest value that I have. And so imperfectly, like I try to filter the things that I'm doing through that. And I'm finding that I'm saying no to a lot of different stuff. I'm using social media really differently. Um, um, I read Cal Newport's book, uh, Deep Work. Yeah, I just read that in our mastermind group a couple That's months ago. Really, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, and I have to keep, I think, listening to it over and over again, because I think that's a, a great thing too, just to be able to, you know, yeah. also acknowledge that work, like, you know, a lot of the work of therapists is deep work yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and we treat it like it's not, um, so I don't know. So I think there's just different ways to like align and to get more, more clear about what is deeply important to us mm. And to be able to to really get quiet, um, I think that's probably one of the biggest barriers too. Is the it's noise? The, it's the noise, right? And and we really have to become sort of disciplined and in, be encouraged to be disciplined on that yeah. because it's not something that um, <laughs> it's not something that always comes naturally, especially those of us that want to learn and to can connect and to grow. Um, but there's something about being quiet and I've really gotten better at being quiet this year. I'm an Enneagram seven too, which doesn't help. I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, but we are, we are do all the things type of people. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, oh gosh. Um, but that's our, our growth curve, right? Is to yeah. learn how to be more quiet. Um, but I think we've, I don't know. I, I see this all the time. Like there's a lot of resistance to that, um, to getting quiet. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, the last thing we want to do is get quiet. And, um, uh, yeah, this is like, I used to quote this a lot in therapy. This is Pascal who said all of man's miseries derive from not being able to sit quietly alone in a room. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> and that. We can't even sit quietly in line to get a sandwich without being on our phones and, yeah. <laughs> you know, refreshing Instagram myself included. Yep. And by nature, our entire world, um, 
uh, and I'm listen, I'm very ambivalent about this, even though I very much live in this world. And now I do this pretty much full time. I sold mm. my own group practice last year. Um, mm. And all I do now is this, this business, uh, this online business and helping therapists. And I'm very ambivalent about it because the, well, and most people, they, they, approach me or I've had conversations where it's like, oh, you must love the like the YouTube videos or the Instagram or the podcast or the Facebook ads or whatever it is, doing webinars. And really, I don't love any of that stuff by nature. Those are mediums through which I can get to have conversations like this with people mm-hmm. like you. And they're mediums through which I can have great experiences for people um that are genuine, that are real, that are transformative, that are emotional, right? With my clients, with my, our our business made human mastermind groups, which are really designed for exactly what you're talking about today, which is creating a business that's aligned with your life and your values. And that's not just random and chaotic and all scale this and scale that. So everything else, you know, and and, and in reality, a lot of times like 80% of what I do in the course of a a given week is to get to that 20% kind of sweet spot of, right this right these moments right these transformative moments that are therapeutic in nature yeah um that allow me to kind of use my 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 therapeutic skills my clinical skills um but again to to kind of create this sort of business both have to exist right or to yeah to have those moments you need a way to get the clients or reach people or get your message out there right so learning to use these tools like you said like social media for example it's a very fine line to walk um, it is to, yeah. to do that. And, and I, you know, and I think we need to like take ourselves, uh, like treat ourselves with compassion about that. I mean, we are, we are, you know, the first gener couple generations, right. Of people who have had this particular medium, <laughs> you know, to deal with. And so it makes sense that we're all kind of struggling with it a bit and trying to figure out how yeah. to, how to best use it. But, I think there aren't quite as many conversations as there should be about, um, I mean, that's why that deep workbook was so good. It's like, Oh, this is, um, you know, this is a totally different way of taking this thing seriously and also taking the creative process seriously. I mean, since I have, um, done a lot of these shifts, I can feel my heart like opening up. Like when I was a, a kid and a teenager and a young adult, I was a writer. So I actually went to school for creative writing <laughs> and, um, you know, now I can feel myself like, Oh, like that part of myself opening up, but it had to quiet down in order for me to do that. And I had to experience sometimes being bored or being, um, you know, not, you know, not, uh, not filling my day quite as much and like being able to sort of honor that in myself. And then, when I'm working with other people to, you know, to be able to say that that rest is part of the work too, it allows other things to come forward and that's kind of okay. But it, it's kind of new. I mean, being busy is not new, but being busy with 10 screens in front of us at all times is new. And so it makes sense as people were trying to figure out ways, you know, to do that thoughtfully and well. <laughs> I don't know if there's like a an answer for it, but I think asking the question is a good place to start. I know that's something that you know, I'm, I'm doing all the time. I'm trying to figure out like, what's the sweet spot of how to use some of this stuff to connect, um, genuinely. And I think that that's a value of, you know, to be able to like actually like live out that value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've got, we've got, um, 
in a few minutes left here, I'm wondering if we can get a bit practical here and help therapists who are listening to start the process of either a like evaluating how simple or or com- com- chaotic their lives and businesses are right now, and then number two. Did I say A or B or two? Who knows? <laughs> uh, we'll follow it. The okay. <laughs> second part being, how do I maybe like take steps towards simplicity and how will I know? And maybe you can talk about your own experience of like sure. these shifts that you're making. How are you going to know if you wake up and have actually created the simplicity you're, you're, um, you're craving right now or that you're moving toward? Yeah. Um, well, okay. So the couple, so a couple of things come to mind. Um, and the, the first really, I guess really practical um, thing is I think it's a good thing to start out by um, looking at your social groups and really being completely honest with yourself and asking yourself if anyone really knows your soul. (laughs) I know it sounds maybe a little dramatic, but does anyone actually know? you know, when you're up at 3am wondering, you know, are you doing okay? Like, do you, do you really have enough people that know that about you? Like where you're able to actually show up kind of as a person, um, because none of this personal development or simplicity stuff is going to matter. Um, if you don't have other eyes on it. So I think getting really, um, you know, how often are you out of the role? How often are you like actually a person, you know, um, if you, (laughs) you know, I think that's a really good kind of first thing to look at. Like, do you have anybody that truly calls you on your shit in business and personally? Cause I think both of those things uh, for a lot of us go together. Like we take our, our work very personally. Um, so that's, that's maybe one kind of thing. And then, um, you know, really to ask yourself if you can, if you can name, uh, you know, the top two or three values and then, if you can name like what are some things that you're actually like behaviors that you're engaging in that actually back that up. Right. So, um, you know, I think a lot of the times what happens if we're really honest with ourselves, and especially if we have someone to help us, um, is we'll find that, yeah, you might be saying, you know, I want to make six figures, but I don't really have any behaviors that truly back that up. And I can't say why, um, or whatever that is. Right. Um, or if, you know, in your heart, the value isn't really close to your life. Um, does that make sense? So those are kind of two things, like looking at the values and then looking at, you know, who is alongside you. And it doesn't have to be a, a perfect any means, right? Um, but do you have enough people that are able to call you out? Mm. Um, and then, you know, also, do you, can you name those, those sort of like guiding values and principles? Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, you know, like when I worked, when I work with folks around their values, I think as, um, you know, I don't exclusively work with healing professionals, but you know, we're pretty good at naming, you know, five self-care tips and we're good at naming values out of the thin air, but we're not maybe good at slowing down and really doing that work. Yeah. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because we're used to assigning it (laughs) or or it feels like we know it already or something. Um, but I don't know. So I think those are some things that it, it, it does, it does take time. It's not like a, you know, an afternoon you write them down, put it on your pegboard in front of your desk and then you start living on your values. Like I, I feel like I'm over the hill of it, but it's been a group effort (laughs) and, um, I, 
I can see the progress and I can see a little more relief of where I'm going. Um, but it takes time into, into just honor that. So those are kind of some practical things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and perhaps, you know, creating more simplicity doesn't have to mean like, let's say some of the steps you've taken that maybe to some people listening seem like big, right? Or, or like, yeah, closing down the group practice, moving, selling your house. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. what you can do and, and your work with your clients now or people listening that want to that wanna talk to you about working together is create simplicity using what you currently have, right? Keeping your group practice, keeping your house, keeping oh, yeah. your whatever. Um, because a lot of times there's little tweaks that we can make in what we currently have that are going to create more simplicity and create more mental space and more space for creativity, more space for your, your partner, who, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, for instance, like I I looked at what I'm doing this year and I thought something that's extremely important to me that didn't happen last year is playing music. And I've played music my whole life, but last year I didn't play a lick of music for a whole year. Oh, man. which is horrible. <laughs> now yeah, I had other yeah. things going on. I moved to Paris. I learned French. I did these other things. But this year I I looked at what I wanted to accomplish and what I wanted to accomplish was playing music every day for a year. Yeah. Um, and in order to do that, something else needed to shift, right? Cool. And yeah, I actually yeah. need to, or I've actually chosen to make a bit less money this year, do fewer launches, right? Do, mm-hmm. you know, uh, give up on one social media platform, right? So that me and my team cannot have to worry about that one. And so sometimes it's just making that shift yeah. to create more space for something that really matters, right? So that your business can really feed your life because what you don't want, to me, that's the whole reason to own a business in the first place is so mm-hmm. that it can feed your life and you can have like a cool, <laughs> a cooler life than being employed. Right. Otherwise, just, just go get a job, right? Yep. And, and have yep. that And have your weekends stability. free or something. Have, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Have your weekends free and have your mind free at night instead of panicking about your business every night or you know, talking about your business at dinner with your partner every night, you know? Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I just yeah. think, yeah, it can start small. It can start with carving out a little bit of something, right? Oh, yep. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I think that's what, what's kind of fun is, you know, I, I would say not everybody that I work with is making a huge change, right? They're not all yeah. switching careers. They're not all, um, you know, focused on some of the other things that I am. And that's totally, totally fine. Um, but I think it, you know, and, and even doing hard work, I'm not saying like I'm against doing hard work or like hustling for a certain, mm-hmm. uh, like purpose. But I think when that purpose becomes crystal clear, then people start saying no to a lot of stuff and they say, say yes to fewer things, but they're, they're things that they really, really deeply are aligned with and mm-hmm. care about. Like, you know, I'm deeply committed right now to, becoming debt free. <laughs> right. And so because of that, like we are, we are doing all these different shifts in like selling our home and all this kind of stuff. And it is, inc- it is, it is so without going into too much detail, it's so freaking hard <laughs> and we're so tired, but there's this eye on the prize of this, this freedom and this the thing that we want. And so doing that hard work feels purposeful. It feels aligned. Yeah. Our family is on this sort of mission together and it's working with like my business and everything like that all together. And so it might be something different for someone else. Like, um, you know, I have a client right now who's working, like connection is something that's really big for her. And so because of that, 
you know, we've strategized different things that she can do within her existing work so that she's maximizing that connection with people. And she's saying no to all this stuff that doesn't really fit with that. And she still has a very busy job. She's doing all sorts of stuff, but her satisfaction with her job is greatly increased because now she's doing the things that are feeding her soul and why she got into her particular business to begin with, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, not everybody has to, um, go big or go home, whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, but sometimes it's those little shifts that for some reason are glitchy and they're preventing us from being able to really enjoy, you know, even a, uh, complex work is because we're not aligned with what really is meaningful to us. Like it's amazing the things that people can do when they feel really aligned and passionate and like they're, 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 they're living their values and that's fantastic. Right. Um, so it's not like necessarily anti-hard work. Um, but it's, it's, uh, it's more intentional work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. More conscientious. Fantastic. Um, well, Chrissy, this has been this has been wonderful. Thank you for doing this in the middle of. Uh, yeah, I got to get back to painting. And uh, yeah, get this uh, this office here on. painted so we can put it up on the market for Love sure. It. Love it, yeah. um, cool. Chrissy. How can people find out more about you, and and how can they start the process to you know even just get in touch with you or learn more about what it's like to work with you? Sure. Well, I'm um, so I just I've kind of recently started a website. So I have a little blog going on there. Um, so it is um, I have to look it up engineer dash simplicity dot com. Um, and folks can also, you know, friend me on Facebook if you want. Um, just Chrissy Benson. And it's B-E-N-S-E-N, not Owen. Um, and then probably after in the next couple of months, I'll be um, kind of reopening. I had a uh, Facebook group around professional burnout and I'll be kind of rebranding that a little bit. Um, and that'll be coming out. Um, I'm giving myself grace and space. Um, but I have tons of things that I'd like to start doing in that group and that will come out probably in a couple months. But if you connect with me, I'll let you know when that um, comes up and then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to chat with people too. Um, and see if, if they're looking for some help with, um, you know, kind of, partnering and on, on having yeah. a more simple life or getting clear on intention. Um, there's lots of really, really cool resources and ways that people can do that. Um, and I love working with people who are really committed to being able to, um, you know, be intentional in their life. And, and those are the folks that I like working with for sure. Even if it's a messy, <laughs> hard start, because I'm comfortable with that. I get it. Awesome. Oh, yeah, Chrissy, th- thank fun. you so much for doing this. Um, we will obviously put uh, links to everything in the show notes, of course, so you can reach out to uh, to Chrissy there. So, um, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, just remind you again um, to to kind of help out the show. Or one way you can help out the show is checking out our sponsor, um, that Spruce Health at sprucehealth.com, or you can download the Spruce app on the app store um, and use the code PPW20 for 20% off your first month. Um, otherwise, you know the drill. Like I always say, if you enjoyed this episode, um, uh, share this episode with a few therapist friends um, so that we can continue to grow this show. Um, and otherwise, I hope you all have a good week. Take care of yourselves. Keep doing great work out there in the world. And I'll see you real soon. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.